during the service, and just fill that out. On the way after service, there's a box right in the back where you put your offering or connection card. And uh, this is better. It helps us to serve you. If you have questions about our church or you want to know more information, we can contact you here. Also on the back, there's one that you have there, prayer requests. We put these prayer requests together. We pray for them on Wednesday nights together as a community. And of course, anybody is welcome to join us on Wednesday nights at 7. But we come together and we pray for these requests because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that prayer changes things. And so we can take a moment to fill that out. If you have a prayer request or if you're a guest with us this morning, that would be great. And we want to be able to praise with you, but also pray with you, but also give a praise report. Put that on the back as well. We'd like to also know when God has answered those prayers and, and uh, praise God with you when that happens, right? And uh, I also want to say a special thank you to those of us who are joining us online. I know there are many who have been joining us from Jamaica, and sometimes we get some people from Sweden and different places who are uh, watching us online. And I want to say a special, um, I hear that uh, Sarah Rocha is watching us with Holy Cross and Holy Spirit. So she's watching our services and she's away at college. But, uh, so if you're watching this morning, Sarah, you better be. And I'm saying hello to you. So, um, no, I'll have a parents give you a call right after service. Maybe just right now, wake you up. I also just want to say, uh, you know, it's great to have you here this morning with us. We're continuing this series called Way Forward. And as we got into this new year, I just want to share a little context. So some of you were here for this and you remember this, but there was one particular Sunday before Ron and Chris Smith left, and they moved down south, but they had been a part of this church for a lot of years. And one of the last weeks that they were here, Ron came to the front. He just really felt like God was laying something on his heart. And the word that God gave him in that moment was forward. And at the end of the service, some people had already left already, but there were some that were here. Everybody came forward to this front here. And we prayed over this church. We believed with this church. And so that's kind of the, the motivation for this series called The Way Forward. It's just one thing to say forward. It's another thing to have a plan for how we're going to move forward as a church. I believe that that was a word from God for us here in 2022, moving forward. And so this morning, I just want to share, you know, this, this week is week five of the series. I want to share a story that a man named Gordon McDonald tells. He tells about a young sailor who is learning to become a navigator. Aboard the ship at sea, the captain said to him, please tell us where we are. So the sailor took the sextant and began to do the complicated set of calculations to try to figure out exactly where they were. After a while, he broke down the coordinates as he had working and you know, using that sextant. He began to write down the coordinates of where he is, the longitude, the latitude. And he takes those numbers and he hands it to the captain. The captain takes it and studies it for a little while and said to the young navigator, Are you absolutely convinced? that these are the right coordinates. Yes, sir. I am absolutely convinced, was his reply. So, you know exactly where we are? Yes, sir, he said that. There could be no conceivable mistake in all of your calculations? Absolutely not, sir. I've done my best. The captain said, well then, I suggest you put on a jacket. Why, sir? Because according to your calculations, we are planted squarely on the top of Mount Washington. Maybe you put a bumper sticker on it. It's a quote. I am not Washington. <laughs> but this story illustrates how easy it is to get off target with the wrong calculations. 
And this is what happened in the life of the church over the years. I'm talking about not just this church, but church in general. What goes in, we're not immune to it as a people. Now, when a church first began in the book of Acts, we see church members who are actively involved in the life of the church. They were excited to participate. They were excited to give and help with anything that was going to further the kingdom of God. But for many, church has become a spectator sport, a place to go, sing, give, and feel as if you fulfilled your duty. The pastor is the one who provides the service for us. He is responsible to make sure the service happens. But what we're going to learn today is that we have veered off course. We have due to the wrong coordinates. And our calculations got us to a place that we should not be. Stuck on a mountain where we should be freely rolling the seeds. Looking for all those that need help. See, Paul's letter to the Ephesians continues to be our map to show us where we are and where we need to be. We're going to start here in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm reading verses 11 through 16. We're going to read them in their entirety. I'm going to take small portions of that to talk about today. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility. I want to say their responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then, verse 14, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every new wave or every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And always we have bodies he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part is its special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want to start this message this morning with the end goal in mind. The end goal is for to be a church that is exactly that, to be healthy, to be growing, and to be full of love. That's where we want to end up as a church. Right? That's where we want to be. That's what we but what does it take to get there? And that's what we've been talking about for the last several weeks. What will it take for us to move forward, for this church to move forward? In this passage, we see that this does not fall on the pastor to do. What we do notice is that people are using their gifts to build up the church, to build up the body of Christ. And we see that we all have a role to fulfill so that the church can be healthy, the church can be growing, so that the church can be full of fun. Now the thing is with coordinates, if you have the wrong coordinates, if you're plugging in the wrong information, you know it, it's going to take you far off course. Right? If you're not putting in the right thing, the right thoughts, the things that you live out, sometimes the things that you think take you very off course. 
Because you're not speaking to you. You're not speaking God's word. You might be listening to the lies of the enemy and the things that he says about you. So it's very easy for the coordinates of our life to be knocked off course. And it's also very easy for the coordinates of a church to get knocked off course over time. So one of the wrong coordinates we're going to talk about today is that growing the church is the pastor's job. Growing the church is the pastor's job. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. It says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Over the years, people in churches have become more focused on what they can get from the church. How can the church serve you? I wonder if that ever crossed the mind of the church members in the book of Acts. I wonder if they were wandering around saying, which church is the best? Is it Peter's? Or maybe I should, you know, Paul and I heard he just got saved. Maybe I should go to his church. Maybe I should go to one of the other apostles' church. You don't necessarily see that. Because their entire mentality was, how do we build the kingdom of God? How do we tell people about who Jesus is? Their entire mentality was based on what we can do to build the church, not so much on as what the church can do for me. What's often referred to in church circles is considered a consumer mentality. It's a consumer mentality. So I go, I pay my dues, and I get certain services. What's it for me? Of course, we know when moving into a new town or new state, we want to find a church that fits your needs, and of course, fits your beliefs and the things that you need as a family. You want to do that. That's important. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying here. But once you settle, there needs to be a shift in your mindset. From what can the church do for me to what can I do for the church? The other danger of all this is that once you've been at church or at a church for a long time, is the feeling that you've been there, done that. Well, the last pastor tried. Somebody else along the way, some years ago, tried to do that, didn't work. is according to what we just read, we all have a role. We all have giftings that were given to us by God. We all have something that we can use, something that we can offer to build the church. God gave us those gifts to be used for his purposes, not so that we can stay with him. Does it fall on the shoulders of the pastor to grow a church? The role of the pastor, according to this passage we just read, is to equip you to do the Lord's work and develop the body of Christ. So how does this come out? This comes out with what I preach Sunday after Sunday. This comes out in our prayer time before service, which anyone's invited to, by the way. We usually pray around 9.30. This, this is what comes out in our Wednesday night prayer times, the gathering at 7 p.m. This comes out when we open a store supporting the needs of our community and providing an opportunity for you to serve and be a part of what God is doing there. This also comes out this, this 2022 as I challenge you with God's word about what it means for our church to move forward in this year. That's my role as a pastor, to encourage, to challenge, 
And it comes out when I challenge us to become a church that's invitational, that we're inviting people to explore, to follow, and to change. And when I challenge us all to be disciples that are continually growing in our faith, and we grow in our love for one another, and we grow in our love for the world, and we grow in our love, and we continue doing good deeds so that people see that we're disciples, we're followers of Christ. It comes out today as I challenge you to go from being a spectator to being involved. When you do this, I just want to share something with you. If you want to have a what's in it for me mentality, when you do this, when you step out, when you use your gifts for the church, the reality is, not only does the church grow and begin to get healthy and full of love, you grow too. What's in it for you? You grow. When you serve, you grow. You get stretched. You learn. Your faith is stretched. When you begin to serve and see how God is using you in this church, or using you in a ministry, or using you to help someone in need, you grow in your faith. Your faith gets built up. You feel fulfilled using your gifts and being part of something that is bigger than you are, that is bigger than even your own problems. See, building a kingdom that lasts for eternity is what's most important. Seeing lives changed, that's what's most important. This is what it's all about. Lives for eternity. So if the wrong coordinate is thinking that growing a church is the pastor's job, how do we correct that? I'm glad you asked. I might have an answer. Maybe God's word may have an answer for you this morning. The right coordinates are this. It takes all of us. It takes all of us. It takes all of us. If you didn't hear, it takes all of us. What is your role as the people of God? The main role that God has placed here in this passage is to use your gifts. Use what God has given. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its special role. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You see, when we begin to use the gifts that God has given us, we do our part in the body of Christ. You have a special part that only you can do that God has created you for. And God has given you the ability. He's given you the talent. He's given you the gifts. Use them. And when you do your part, the whole body benefits. The whole church benefits. It helps the other parts grow. And how does it help the other parts grow? You see, when you're doing your part, you can release someone else to do their part. And they grow because of the work that you're doing. You see, when everyone is doing their part, that means not everyone has to play drums on a Sunday morning. That would be kind of interesting. We all grab a stick. When we're all doing our part, that doesn't mean that, means that not all of us have to learn the piano for a song on Sunday morning. It's pretty fun for me. I can probably plunk out a few notes, but how many of you can do that Sunday after Sunday? When we're all doing our part, you don't have to worry about the sound mixer and the sound being on and the video happening and the stuff going out online. You see, that frees us to do the things that are leaning more towards our gifts rather than doing things because no one is stepping up to do it, which is my biggest weakness. If someone isn't stepping up, I do it. 
and take it on. So we don't have to worry about the drums, we don't have to worry about the piano, we don't have to worry about the sound. That's all being taken care of by Ron Cabell, by Douglas McDonald, by Dan Rogers. But you know what this also does? It frees your pastor from worrying about whether things are going to get done. Because you are doing it. You're taking care of it. It releases me to preach, teach, to pray, and to pastor this church. There's a release. We see this theme all throughout Scripture, not just in the New Testament, but we also see it in, in Exodus. We see the same theme in Exodus 18, where Moses' father-in-law saw how Moses was making judgments and he was sitting over all the people's disputes, and people would stand in line for hours on end, and Moses would just take the next person, and the next person, and the next person. It's almost like being at the registry in line. We're just waiting there forever to get what you need to get done. And it seems like there's only one person back there that can help you. So people waited all day, and then Moses' father-in-law shows up and says, and his father-in-law's name was Jethro, he said, this is not good, Moses. You are going to wear yourself out doing this. Choose other trustworthy men that can solve the smaller cases and have them bring only the bigger cases to you. What are we seeing? We're seeing Moses releasing some of the responsibility so that other people can take a part and be a part of this and releasing him to lead the people the way that he needed to. But we also see this in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. It says, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers, and they said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so brothers select seven men who are well-respected and are full of Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. What pattern do you see here? Now, please notice it is not saying that presiding over the people of Israel or food distribution is a bad thing. It wasn't saying that those were unimportant. That's not the point of these passages. It was important enough to be sure that somebody was getting it done. But Moses and the apostles could not allow it to keep them from what was important for them to do. Leading the people. Praying. Teaching the word. So when you get involved and you do your part, I can focus as a pastor on my role to equip, build you up by preaching and teaching the word of God. And the church becomes healthy, growing, and full of love because we're all playing our special part. You see, this is the way forward. Everyone playing a part, everyone using their gifts, everyone growing in their faith, and everyone inviting others to explore. And when you do this, you will grow in your faith. Why? Because putting your faith in action is what a disciple is all about. Now, there's things that I see as needs in our church, and I look around, and I have a list. I've, I have a notebook that I write things out. I have a notebook that's it's almost like a journal in a sense. It's God's laying things on my heart that I write it down. And in this notebook, there's a list of everybody that I can think of here in this church, those that are continuing to attend, 
I think, what role could they play? What could they do to help? What could they do to move us forward? I don't have all those answers. I don't have anything by your name, by the way, so don't start sweating it out. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or I'm not going to call you out here in this place, but I have your name down. Rest assured, everyone here in this room right now has your name down behind them. What can God do for you? So there's some things that I, I can see and some things that will take time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. And I know, you know, sometimes our numbers are up and down, so it, it could be all over the place. But there's some things that I see that I would like to see here in this church. And there will need to be some equipping and training to go along with it. But I'd love to see in this church a prayer team. People who, after service, are ready and available to anoint and pray over people with needs. And just immediately they're here. And they have the people have the opportunity to come forward for prayer. A hospitality team, people who are, I think it's time to start putting out those snacks. Maybe they're going to be able to package this time, but. So time to start putting out those snacks and coffee back here at, our, at the coffee bar in the back corner. A follow-up team, people who will follow up with guests, the people that haven't been here in a little while. A welcome center, so somebody who's standing outside at that table uh, checking people in. Um, when they greet them, it's a new person. They let them know how our church runs, what the kids' ministry is, and how the kids' ministry works after worship. And, answer any questions that they may have about our church. So that when they walk in, they have a place to go with information on what we have pamphlets now. And there's things that we need to build up. We need, we need more help with our sound media team. So it's not just one person. It's not or a couple of people. We need more people that can help with anchor kids on Sunday mornings. So we're going to get every Sunday. But we can kind of span it out over a couple of people doing and help. Or help with open school. You know, in all these areas, only a few more people helping would make a world of difference. We don't need 20 or 50, although we'll take it. But just a few people would make a world of difference in scheduling and how, how we make everything happen here in this church. And we can spread things out where people are just doing things maybe once a month instead of we have to week after week. I would love some at some point to have an outreach coordinator, somebody who's just making contact with local organizations saying, How can we help as a church? How can we what can we do to help? Is there a family in need that we can assist? Or maybe facility stewards. People are just watching over the facility and they see certain things that are sticking out for them that need to be repaired, that needs to be fixed. And we work out a way to, to pay for it and get things done so that the building continues to be in good condition. Or marketing. We'd love to do some more social media or maybe mailings, maybe some ads in the paper. Website updates. We just kind of keep that website updated and the videos from Sunday morning uploaded. Again, these are things we can teach. These are a lot of things that I'm doing right now. And then announcement videos. Maybe some of you are good with editing. Um, and, other things like that. Maybe not, and, and there may be more things that I've never thought about, but my point is this. If you're thinking that everything's being taken care of, and you're thinking that there's nothing to do here, just to show up, you have a lot of coordinates. It's not the right direction. You're going to find yourself stuck on a mountain somewhere. We need your help. We 
it's going to take all of us for this church to move forward. It's not going to move forward with one of us. It's not going to move forward with a handful of us. It takes all of us. Playing our special part, as Scripture says, this isn't Pastor John's opinion. This is what God's Word says about His church. So let's correct that today. If any of the things that I just listed or talked about piques your interest or resonated with something that you know that you're gifted in or something that you at least give some time to or help out with, write on the back of the connection card. Make sure your contact information is there. And we'd love to be able to talk to you about that. Be able to teach you whatever we need to to get you going and involved. So how do we move forward? It takes all of us. Let's pray this morning. I'm going to ask you, we don't always do this, but I'm going to ask you to repeat after me this prayer. Lord, reveal to us the needs of our church. Our heart's desire is to see you alive. And to see lives transformed by your power. Show us where we need to be. Invest in our time. Show us the gifts you gave to us and how to use them so that our church is healthy, growing, and full of love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here in this room or maybe you're watching online. Never giving your life over to Jesus Christ. I can tell you that this would be one of the most important decisions you've ever made in your life. I know it's been mine. I don't know where I would be without the work of Christ in me. Today is a day that I'm inviting you this morning to explore Christ. Not trying to force you. Explore Christ. Explore who He is. This morning, you, you might say, yeah, I think I'm ready to invite him into my life. I, I need a change. I don't want to continue living life the way that I have been. I need something different. I need something to shake it up. I need, I, I've tried on my own and it's not working. <coughs> Jesus Christ died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin, for our failure, for my failures, and for your failures. He gave us life. So that we can have a new start. So that we can live life without the burden of all the sin and all the junk that we've done in the past. So if you've never surrendered your life to Christ, or maybe you have, but you've walked away. And you know you've walked away. You've walked away hard. And you're in a moment in your life where you know you have to return. Today is the day to do that. Don't wait. I'm just going to ask you to say a simple prayer with you this morning. To dedicate your life to me and rededicate your life to Christ. You don't have to say it out loud, you can say it in your heart, or wherever you are, if you want to unlearn. Say something like this Lord, I believe in God for my sins, and today I am giving my life to you. I believe that He not only just died, but He rose again. And because of that, I can have new life. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new right now and fill me with your Holy Spirit, I pray. 
prayed that prayer this morning. I'm going to ask you if you have the ability to download apps on your phone. There's an app called YouVersion, and that app is God's Word. And there are also many different readings called devotionals that will help you continue to grow your faith. I want to encourage you to download YouVersion, and you'll be able to search for a plan called First Steps for New Believers. And that's a way for you to begin to take some next steps in your faith. And the next step after that, if you're watching on find a church that you can go to. If you're here around Cape Cod, I'd love for you to be a part of our services on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you live far away, find a church in your area that's preaching God's word. Get involved, get plugged in, and see the way that God begins to move in your life and change you. I want to encourage you to do that this morning. And ask the congregation to stand as I read this lesson over us. I've been doing this almost every week since we started, but it's from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, because I do believe that God can answer prayers well beyond what we can even ask or imagine. And so according to Ephesians 3, 20, 20, 20 through 21, I'm going to read this over you because this is Paul's prayer over the Ephesians church, and I believe it's his prayer over us this morning. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever <coughs> Amen. Let's move forward together as we seek to glorify Christ and build his kingdom together. And let's be a church that's healthy, growing, and full of love. It takes all of us. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.